Hello, welcome to Cookware Doctor. This is your host, Sarah Daman. I am the only known female coppersmith who builds, restores, and fixes copper cookware in the country, and also the author of the relatively new book, Copper, Iron, and Clay, A Smith's Journey, out with HarperCollins. And I am here today because we are answering more questions about copper cookware from you, the listeners, and hopefully it will help all of you with making some um, decisions about your cookware, um, how they're used, and um, different handles because there's lots of different handles that come with the cookware. So we're going to dive in today um, to, to Georgina, who is another uh, repeat questioner, and I love that. I love that more, more answers create more questions, to be honest. That happens to me all the time whenever I'm doing a build, you know, the, the what if I tried this differently or what if I tried that differently. Um, every day in the shop is a guessing game because so much of the craft of coppersmithing, especially as, as, as it pertains to cookware and repair wear, preparing the wares, um, you know, it, it it's a guess. And even working with Bob and his shop, half the time we sit there and look at each other and go, well, how do we make this hinge? How should we repair this spot that's constantly, you know, leaking? So um, questions are a good thing and questions uh, only create more information and knowledge once the answers are found. So I'm thrilled to hear from Georgina again. Anyway, she uh, had a few more questions specifically about 19th century English copper saucepans. The question is, some of them have handles that run parallel to the cooking surface, so that would be horizontal. And the others have handles that tip up or run vertically. Why are the handles at very different angles? Were they used for different cooking techniques, or was it just a preference of the chef? Would the saucepans have all have lids originally, or again, did that depend on what the pan was used to cook and a cook's preference? So to be honest, you know, she was asking if these are different specialty items, but I would like to first start out by saying that very old copper cookware that have copper handles, copper handmade handles. Sometimes I've even seen it with wrought iron, but more than likely I've seen this with copper handles of, of vintage copper pieces that are usually pre-1800s and made by hand with crimp seams. The, the copper handles are bent up because of user preference. It has nothing to do with different cooking techniques. The, the reason a lot of times you'll see the, the handles bent vertically up straight is because they wanted to hang the pots or they had a storage issue. And a lot of times at that point too, if you see a, a copper handled copper pot with the vertical handle, they will have a hole drilled through the handle, which was done by a modern drill. It's a perfectly round hole. It was not blacksmith or smith punched. So it's real obvious that it was done by a modern tool and not something that was, you know, inherent to the original build of the pot. But the hole and that vertical copper handle were for hanging and storage purposes. Because if you think about it, having a handle sticking vertically up against the the 
the edge of the pan is completely impractical for cooking. There aren't any any reasons to have the handle sticking vertically versus horizontally. Uh, you can't hold it. There's really no reason you would ever be rolling the pan sideways like that. It's not like it's a popcorn maker where you're you're rolling the the barrel the long way over a fire to pop popcorn. So it was aesthetics, practicality, storage, but not for cooking. The longer, you know, the obviously the, the longer copper handles that are still horizontal to the copper body, that is the original way that those pans were made. You also may find a more modern drilled hole in those handles for hanging. Um, if you can find a, a English, you know, 1800s copper pan with a copper handle that does not have a hole drilled in the handle, you're in luck because then it is in um, original shape. So if you're going for, you know, heirloom pieces or vintage pieces or you want something as authentic as possible, you definitely want to find a copper pot with a copper handle that's ver that's horizontal and without, with no hole, drilled at the end of the handle for hanging. Um, the the copper pots often were not hung um, in the old traditional kitchens because the ceilings in the kitchens were far too high to do so. You couldn't even suspend a rack from the high high ceilings. And part of the, the reason for the height was for, for airflow and heat management. They would often have more than one hearth, especially in manors and chateaus where copper cookware was more prevalent and more affordable. So the, the kitchens, even though they were in a different part of the, the manor or the castle, um, often had the, the higher ceilings because of the many different hearths and heat. Um, so you weren't suspending copper pots. You had them on shelves or on sort of tripods in the corner, and then you grabbed them as you went. You weren't reaching above you for those copper pots. Um, as for the question about lids, yes. These traditional uh, 1800s or 19th century copper pots usually did have lids. They were often, um, especially these saucepans, when you're dealing with saucepans, they were often the lollipop handle or lids with the long handles that would be slightly offset um, from the handle of the pot and just um, and you just set that flat piece of copper over the top of the pan, um, of the saucepan, in order to, you know, keep in steam or heat um, or help hurry along a boil um, or keep something warm. The lollipop handles, or the lollipop, I keep saying handles, the lollipop lids are one of the first things to go missing as time goes on when you have these vintage pieces they were easily lost in a box. They would very easily dent. They were the first thing to get destroyed, marred, cracked, um, and, and you know, completely mangled by misuse um, as well as waylaid. The nice thing is usually depending on the diameter of the pans, you could, you could use one lid for several sizes of the, these vintage saucepans, so you didn't need as many lids. So you're already starting out with a lesser amount of the pieces in circulation. And then, of course, they are the most easily lost and abused and destroyed pieces of a battery. And um, that is a, a 
piece I am most often asked to make are lids. They, no matter the shape, whether it's a traditional 1700s lid with an inner, you know, inner lip um, uh, or a rim band, or they are these more authentic or uh, European lollipop lids. That is by far, as a coppersmith, that is by far the most um, requested restoration in terms of builds. I actually just was able to rebuild a lid for a tea kettle. Um, it was a, a, a Finland-made tea kettle, um, so it's slightly vintage, not super old, definitely not hand... Uh, well, actually, it was handmade, but it was it was mostly like pressed pieces that were hand put together. But still, um, there was a little bit more more uh, time put into building this. Regardless, um, the lid, of course, went missing. And it's a tiny lid. I mean, a teapot has a much smaller lid, obviously, than these English saucepans that Georgina was asking about. But it is possible to still build a lid for something as small as a teapot and try and recreate um, what was lost. But again, there's a prime example. You, you'd think a teapot lid would stay with a teapot, but even that went missing. So um, that's a very common a very common loss in terms of cookware. But anyway, that is what we needed to cover today. It's a little bit of a shorter show, um, but I hope that that helps you with some identification and some flea market finds and um, also, you know, not to feel bad if you can't find lids to match or if uh, you only have one lid for three pots, as long as it fits all three, you're, you're, you're golden. Um, so without further ado, I would like to thank you for listening again. Don't forget to find me on Instagram at House Copper or on Facebook at House Copper and Cookware. You can pick up my book, Copper and Clay, anywhere books are sold. And if you really want a whole bunch of coppersmithing visuals, know-how, maybe even cooking in copper, you can head on over to YouTube. My channel is House Copper and Cookware. And I... Um, hopefully we'll be able to share more content with you soon. I have been under the weather with a little bit of a stuffy nose. I'm blaming the allergies now that it's spring here in Wisconsin, and I know I still have a trickle of it in my in my throat, so it's been holding me back. But in the meantime, I look forward to connecting with you on here the next podcast. Oh, and don't forget to send me your burning questions at housecopper.com slash podcast and submit your own questions and I will answer them here on Cookware Doctor. Until next time, cook well and cook with meaning.